The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. Locally, uh, right across uh, Kilkenny and any of the motorway bridges, there's a, a farmer presence. And uh, I'm joined by Brendan Hickey, the newly elected chairman of IFA for Kilkenny. Brendan, how are you? Hi, good evening, Matt. Uh, fine now, thank you very much, yeah. But, Brendan, I said you're the newly elected. You didn't expect probably to go in at the deep end like this to rally the troops at very, very short notice. No, definitely not, Matt. In fairness, now, I, I'd have preferred maybe to get a county exec meeting over <laughs> me first uh, and, and get me bearings a bit before trying to organise this demonstration. But look, I say Inkelkenny is a strong organisation and it's definitely not about any one particular individual. So there's a great team of officers there and they're all pulling out the stops. Tonight there, we have a presence in four different locations from, the, I'm up here in Johnstown, in my own heartland. Uh, we have a, another one taking place, Paulstown, Danesforth and Mullivash down south. That's where we are tonight, Matt. Yeah, I gather a good uh, a good turnout as both a very very busy time for livestock owners and at very very short notice. It is reassuring in your new role that you have the backing of 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 your membership. Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. We sat down last night as county officers. Um, we sat down last night as county officers and decided what we were going to do. And we thought maybe we were taking a risk going with three areas. But it's unbelievable the support we got since we put up the messages last night around 11 o'clock. And, uh, you know, it's growing all day. There's people wanting to come. I'm here in Johnstown. There's lads coming from as far as way as Ballyragas, Castlecomer, Tullerone. They're all coming down here. Uh, with so many tractors, we've had to move on to a second bridge. Um, you know, it, uh, there's a great turnout. Farmers are angry, Matt. There's a lot of anger out there. Um, you know, we're seeing what's happening across Europe. And we're saying for the last couple of months, the last 12 months or more, we're not being listened to in this country. You know, things are going wrong and, and the government aren't listening to us. They're not standing up for us. And uh, as you say, a busy time of year, but lads are coming out. You know, there, there's cows calving in every yard, in, in, in every dairy yard in the county at the minute, but there's no problem. Anybody we, we spoke to today, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there. Um, anger is very... You know, it's the level of the level of bureaucracy that's coming down upon us. You know, this this demonstration has nothing got to do with prices. We'll argue every day with our beef processors and our milk processors on price, and that's a given as IFA. But um, this is, this is about much more than that. You know, we we talk about farmers and not having not having successors, and you know, this is some of the reason farmers can't get successors. You know, farmers that have young lads at home, they're kind of looking at themselves and why did I let myself in for that? You know. That uh, they can't plan. Uh, the man talking to me this morning, he needs to do a new dairy unit. And he said, two years' time, I might be at 170 and I won't need the unit. What am I to do? Can anybody give me direction? And, you know, it's, 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 it's very frustrating, Matt. That's, that's the word I keep hearing all day. Couldn't agree with you more. It's a, it's a topic that comes up for a conversation regularly here on the, on the KCLR farm show. T- tell me, Brendan, in terms of the mood of people, I, I've, I've been following the, the, the online conversations all day, and if, if I'm getting any kind of a hint, it's that, well, fair enough, we'll do this, but it's not nearly enough to prove and to show our levels of frustration. Uh, I, I agree with you, Matt. I agree with you, Matt. There's a lot of farmers would like to see us do a lot more. But, Matt, what we're here doing tonight, we're out in solidarity with our counterparts across Europe. Farmers across Europe have been out for the last couple of weeks and, and, and they've been out on the road and farmers here saying, why are we doing this? 
And the reason we haven't been out before, Matt, we elected a new president three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the, the, the 9th of January, um, I think he took office. And he's a man, he's gone in with a very strong mandate, over t- something over 30,000 members of the organisation turned out to vote in the election. So the man has a very strong mandate. And he has said he wants to, he wants to do, do his negotiations around the table. So I think a new president and his new team deserves that chance. Uh, by us being here tonight, we're showing our solidarity with our colleagues in Europe, but we're also we're also strengthening the hand of our president. He'll sit down next week or early the week after with on Taoiseach, and he can show the pictures from around this country at 24 hours' notice at a at a busy time in the year. The amount of farmers he was able to put on the, onto the the roads of Ireland. So you know, if that doesn't demonstrate that anger that they are and and strengthen our president's hand. We, we firmly believe it mightn't be enough and we might have to get stronger and we will get stronger and we will get more vocal and we might have to block up places and if that has to be done, that will have to be done. But this is a start and I suppose if the politicians are listening to us tonight and take anything away from this, we won't be stepping back this time. We're, we're, we're in this now and, and it will continue. So. Yeah, and no, it, it's 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 non-disruptive, if I could put it that way, in terms of having uh, the solidarity of the general public with you. Uh, even in France, where there's been huge disruption, and in Germany, there's still a solid bulk of the general population who are backing the farming community, and that's reassuring. But ultimately, you'd like to keep people on side. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and we're making a point tonight, Matt. We're not out to disrupt traffic. We're not out blocking up anywhere. Um, I saw the, there's a videos going around. The farmers went early in Galway and Clare. They drove through the city, but they weren't holding up traffic. Um, you know, everything. We're, we're, we're out to make a point. Solidarity with our neighbours and, and to show the strength that's there in rural Ireland and the anger that's there. We're, we're, we don't want to put out on the general public. Everybody has to get about their daily life and, and do their business the same as we do as farmers. And uh, we're just asking for the government to recognise, to see the plight we're at and, and to listen to us and, and to start fighting for us, Matt. We need our government to start fighting for us. Yeah, it's, and, a, uh, it's a signal of, of uh, commitment uh, for sure. And the, the, just the logistics of it then, Brendan, you'll be there for uh, a couple of hours starting from 7 o'clock. Uh, we, we, we're here since 7 and, uh, and we'll be here till maybe half 8, 9 o'clock and, and then we'll all disperse back to where we came from and we, with the power will go back to our president and, and we'll take it from there. He has a good few meetings lined up in the next few weeks and, and we'll see how they go. And um, we'll, as the fellow says, we may maybe watch this space and, and, and we'll see what's going to happen going forward. But, um, yeah, back, back at half nine, ten o'clock to the farm to try and catch up on whatever was missed out in the interim. <laughs> Listen, the best of luck to everyone involved there in uh, Johnstown, Erlingford. And um, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much for taking the call, Matt. Thank Take you. care. Take care. No, I just want to check with Paul O'Brien before we talk to him. Are you safe to talk uh, because you were commuting there, Paul? I am indeed, um, Matt, and um, good evening to everybody. Um, my friend is driving, so I'm sitting passenger. Oh, well, then you're then 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 you're then you're safe. Um, I, I, I'm not sure where you are because I, I I spoke to you earlier. You were down in Mulnavat. You were heading for Dane's Fort and then on to Paulstown. You're en route to somewhere. I was trying to contact Richie Dermody down in Mulnavat, but we might get him in a couple of minutes. Uh, where, where are you yeah. at the moment? I'm halfway between Mulnavat and Dane's Fort, and. Um, to be honest with you, the turnout in Mullivat was absolutely fantastic. Um, and just, I suppose, throughout the region, over 200 tractors in Wexford, 105 tractors went through Tullamore this evening. So 
we do know that Dane's Fourth is full. We also know that Paul's Town is full. I haven't heard from North Kilkenny, but I'm sure our new chairman, Brendan Hickey, has rounded up the farmers there, and I'm sure... Uh, North Kilkenny has, uh, has come out in force as well. Well, I've, the, the, the word I heard from Eamon Sheehan in Dainsport was they need a bigger bridge. And in Arlingford, I spoke to Brendan earlier and he said they've, they've uh, populated both bridges. You know that double bridge there. So, yeah. Um, listen, it, the, the, the main aim is a, a, a protest of solidarity with our European um, comrades, if you like, uh, uh, fellow farmers, and uh, no disruption, at least at this stage. Everybody is, I suppose, we've been dealing with this for the last number of years now. I suppose the Green Deal, Matt, and we often spoke about it, and particularly the farm support policy, bringing more and more environmental burden on farmers. Now, as I've always said, farmers have a job to do, and we are prepared to do it. But what we can't allow, Matt, is throughout Europe, common agricultural policy to be the always go-to place in order to develop environmental change. New money needs to be found in order for farmers to go on that environmental journey. It's been said many times in the past, you cannot be green if you're in the red. And tonight's, I suppose, gathering, I'm not going to call it a process because it's not, it's a gathering of farmers who are frustrated with lots and lots of individual issues. But the big ones are the European farm to fork, the way that regulation is interpreted by our own governments and also, I suppose, and also the frustration of delayed payments, the nitrates regulations, things such as the nature restoration law. It's a combination, Matt, of many, many different things that farmers are absolutely frustrated with. Yeah, it's not difficult, Paul, to understand why farmers feel, rightly or wrongly, uh, oppressed. Well, you know, there, there has been a lot of fingers pointed at farming over the last number of years. And, um, and as I've always said, look, we, we have to do more. We have to go on this journey. But this journey of, or this transition has to be supported, Matt. We can't do this cold turkey. Farming is being, the confidence of farmers is being absolutely eroded away time and time again by, I suppose, accusations and things who do not do anything in order to improve you know, the environmental potentials of the country. Farmers are the boots on the ground. We are the only people that have the ability to sequester carbon. We're the only people that have the ability to improve biodiversity. Government, EU, work with us, support us, and we can go on that journey together. But we can't do it unless we are protected. And fundamentally, last couple of years, there's been an absolute push on farm incomes and food production is being attacked in order for the great environmental good. I know you're uh, trying to hit as many spots as you can this evening, Paul. I'm not going to in- interfere with your, 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 your journey anymore. But thanks very much for joining us and um, be careful out there. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I won't say a bridge too far, but we've only uh, time to visit one more bridge. Uh, down in Mulnavat, uh, Richie Darmody and his colleagues are there. Richie, how are you? 
Great, uh, great. I'm, I'm, I'm flitting across the, the county. As I say, Carlo called off theirs on account of that terrible tragedy down there. But right across the country, according to Paul O'Brien, there have been un- undisruptive uh, protests in solidarity with our, our European uh, colleagues and farmers. And uh, it's the same down in Mulnavat. That's right. We've got a great turnout here, over 40 tractors and probably 60 people or so, and um, traffic is going away fine. We're, we're tractors all over on the bridge on the flyover. Um, very passionate people here. Um, make their point. Uh, the people are people are just sick of all this, and but um, like I said, a nice a nice protest and within the law. Yeah, and a huge degree of sacrifice, uh, a personal sacrifice. I don't want to make a martyr out of you or anything, but, you know, at a very busy time of year, farmers willing to make the sacrifice and make the time somehow or another uh, to, distru- to, to, to protest on behalf of their fellow farmers, right? Not only in Ireland, but across Europe. That's right. That's right. Um, well, we're here, we're here in solidarity with our friends across Europe, but uh, we're making the point that that we're here to stand up for our Irish farmers on our own and, and to um, send a message to our government that they have let us down and that, um, that we want to make the point and we're not going to take it anymore. And this is the first step. And I'd say whatever the IFA or what they want to do next, we'll all be on board. Richie, I won't ask you how long you've been farming, but I've been farming long enough to remember when, uh, you know, it, 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 apart from weather and prices and the usual things, it was an enjoyable physical operation, and that's why uh, that's why we all signed up. It's come an awful long way in terms of the amount of time you have to devote now to interpreting and managing and uh, adhering to regulations and uh, restrictions and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, sure. All your time goes on it, and, and of course the, the the expense then of getting advisors, and they don't even have the time to do it. You know, you know, you'd be talking about time going by, and I'm involved in dairy, but I I, I know of a family in Monkine that that um had a, a small hole in the twenty or thirty cows and put all these kids to college, five of them, and got great jobs and great college education. Like I don't know. To do the same thing now, I don't know how many cows you'd want to have. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a it's an impossible challenge without in, ever increasing scale, and all we're doing really a lot of the time is is chasing tail, chasing our tail, yeah, chasing our tail, and uh, and you know people are just so frustrated with it now. Yeah, the thing about the thing about farmers and what we do, we love the work, we do it for the love of it, but uh, all these regulations now and everything to just make it impossible. Absolutely. Listen, you're going to be there for another hour or so. I wish you well and uh, be careful on the way home. No bother, Matt, and thank you. Thank you for being here, All right, take We're care, continuing Richie. to follow the big, big story of the day, which is the IFA's solidarity protests being uh, run and organised right across the country. We're concentrating on Kilkenny. Carlo uh, are not protesting uh, this evening for obvious reasons. That terrible, terrible um, tragedy down in Carlo with the loss of three lives today and... Uh, yeah, they, they decided not to hold the protest uh, and and I think a good decision but uh, meanwhile across at Paulstown at the flyover there um, Jim Mulhall joins me Jim, a full house or a full tractor cad by all accounts 
Huge crowd here, Matt, in Kiken- uh, down here in Paulstown. Both sides of the bridge line were now struggling to park them around the roundabout. So, I mean, it just goes to show, Matt, the level of anger and frustration that's out there because, I mean, the President called this protest after a council meeting at 9 o'clock last night. And within 24 hours, I mean, people have just mobilised without any huge effort now. There was no pushing people out. It was actually getting people to just do this and do no more for the moment until National Council decides what their next move is. Yeah, because that frustration, I was talking to Brendan Hickey just a, a few minutes ago, he's up in Orlingford, obviously, but uh, I, I, I was aware of the frustration, you've talked about it on, on, on this programme and uh, others have discussed it as well, but I, I, I wasn't fully aware of the level of frustration until I saw the messages coming in today. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's really after bubbling to the surface. People have seen what's going on in Europe. And people, like, I mean, even talking to men here on, and, and women, and there's, 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 there's farm families here, uh, showing support, uh, as well. And this is, I suppose, more than just, uh, solidarity with Europe. I mean, this is actually Irish farmers, uh, standing up for themselves, Matt, because there's an awful lot of frustration out there. I mean, the, the, the regulations, I mean, the nitrates and everything, all the trappings around that with stocking rates and the tillage men are absolutely bewildered with regulations. Like it's between cropping rules and tree crop rules and what we can plant. And it has just caused massive frustration, uh, to people. And like to, to use the hashtag that the president used last night, enough is enough. Like, and people are just. They're sick of it, Matt, and that's the bottom line. They're just fed up of it now, and it, this has been bubbling away. It was right through the presidential campaign. I attended a few of the debates uh, there, and you could you, you could sense it that there was a uh, farmers were just in a funny humour now. There were there was a level of anger there that was bubbling, and it didn't take much today to unleash that anger. And lads are I wanted they're mad for action, but they're asking what the next step is, and that's up for. That's not within my remit anymore. That's up to the county chairman and national council to decide that. Yeah, you, you mentioned, I'll, I'll just focus in on tillage for a moment because I attended the tillage conference yesterday and the tree crop rule remains in place. Now, in the meantime, in what I call the real world, an awful lot of ground wasn't sown in the autumn. There's a huge deficit of seed of any nature for the spring and yet uh, farmers have to try and figure out how they can still adhere to the tree crop rule. It's this lack of flexibility and I can put that right across cattle, dairy, vegetables, yes. anywhere. Yes, and and like it's it's people feel like the the, the fertilizer register this year hasn't hasn't really started to show what results or what, what impact it'll have on people if they go buy fertilizer and they need to grow grass or whatever way the year it come and all of a sudden sorry you have your allocation got and the tillage piece, the tree crop rule you know the greening requirement over the winter, uh, like even the debacle there last year with the with the lieback off the um, off the fodder crops, off the cash crops. Like it's it's just relentless, Matt. It's one thing after the next. The nitrates uh, was a, a, an awful. Like it, I mean, when I became county chair, cap was a huge issue at that time. That was a kick in the teeth to everyone down this part of the country because people were their single farm payments were pillaged and there was money gone on eco schemes that only get some of it back. And then the nitrate piece, after a huge effort, like we were, farmers felt abandoned, like, you know, and it's, it's caused people to go off renting land or drop cow numbers and it's, it's affecting everybody, like, it's just affecting everybody, this regulation, because we're all trying to farm the same area and trying to get on with people. And 
just the whole regulation piece, Matt. If people feel their hands are being tied behind their backs, you know, and it's and it's one thing after the next, and this is what's driving farmers crack. Yeah, and is it as much worry about the future as 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 you reflected on as about? current frustration over existing regulations because I'm looking at this next cap and there's likely to be uh, the real bite of the Green Deal coming through and Mercosur they're, they're trying to force that through which will unhinge, apart from the carbon leakage of huge amounts of uh, Brazilian beef coming in, it'll unhinge um, the whole structure of European beef production. It's worry about the future as much as anything, Jim. Absolutely. And look at, I mean, we all have uh, young people uh, hoping that they'll have a future. I had a future in farming when I was 20 years of age. And none of us want to be a naysayer or, 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 or talking down the business. But farmers are worried like about the future. People are saying, is there a future here on the farm uh, for my son or daughter? They're struggling. Like one person put up a comment there today on uh, blowing from Ballahale. And he said, look at... My children mightn't have a future on the farm. They can't even build a house on the farm, you know. And it's it's just one thing after the next. The whole, like as you mentioned, the Mercosur piece and the, the Green Deal, the farm to fork. We're being asked to do more and more. So cap money now has, has now morphed into an environmental payment. I heard uh, an environmentalist on the phone, on the radio the other day, and he said, he said like we're paying farmers to farm. We should be paying them not to farm. I mean, I never heard such rot in my entire life. I mean, for me to make a living or you to make a living, Matt, we have to sell something, be it our milk, our grain, our beef. And for somebody to to pop up on national radio and and say something like that, but the, unfortunately, that's the that's the diatribe that's out there, and that's what farmers are listening to, and that's what's driving them absolutely cracked when they hear it, Matt. You know, they've, they've had enough. I'm just following the Twitter feed here as we as we chat, Jim. I see Eamon Sheehan um, suggesting that they need a bigger bridge out in Danes Fort to accommodate the... We're, we're, the, we're full here now as well. The uh, protesters, we're, yeah. We're, we're going around the roundabout here. We're, we're filling the roundabout as well, Matt. And, like, the point is, like, usually we're organising the protest. We're ringing branch chairs and we're ringing secretaries and we're getting them to go mobilise their branches and put pressure on. Matt, this was all done nearly on WhatsApp and I know a few of us gave all day on the phone, but but still having said that, like it didn't take much to get people out. The biggest problem now, and I say this without jest, the biggest problem is is just to get them to come to the bridge and just stay on the bridge. I mean, yeah. people are saying, why aren't we blocking the motorways? You know, so there's I never saw such an appetite for a protest. Never, yeah. now. But it's just usually your cokes and lads, it's, it's the other way around them. It's the other way around There's, so there's, there's a, need, an, a need for a disciplined approach, for sure, absolutely, and you're, and you're managing that. Listen, you, you mentioned uh, young farmers. I'm going across now to uh, a recording I did with Elaine Houlihan, uh, President of Machra, earlier in the evening. Jim, thanks for joining me. No bother. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Elaine Houlihan is president of Mochran, joins me on the phone. Elaine, farmers up in arms right across Europe, and uh, the contagion has has spread to Ireland. It has indeed, Matt. Um, Tonight we're going out in solidarity, um, to show solidarity with the EU farmers that have been protesting for the last um, number of days, if not weeks in some countries. Yeah, and I understand an awful lot of young farmers across Europe, and most particularly in France, uh, leading the the blockades and uh, the protest marches. Yes, there's a lot of young farmers are for taking a stance, and actually today we're involved with CJ over in Brussels, and over 20 organisations have come together um, to stage a protest over in Brussels. 
which is currently just taking place as we're speaking. Yeah, and it's a, so, it's, it's a, it's a common theme, Elaine, um, poor incomes, over-regulation, and in the case of, of young farmers, a severe ageing of the population. The demographics are go- all going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I suppose the big word that could be used for this is uncertainty. That's the buzzword that's being used in the young farmers at the moment. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty coming from our government, but as you touched on it there, Matt, the age profile is something that's quite worrying. Only 6.5% of our farmers in the EU are below 35 and that's across the EU, not just Ireland we're talking about here. Elaine, you're talking to young farmers up and down the country every day of the week. The, the, one of the big issues is being able to develop an enterprise and make an income without being regulated out of existence as, as young farmers see it, as all farmers see it. Yep, I'm, come here, I'm taking phone calls every hour of the day from young farmers, as you say, up and down the country. And that uncertainty is there, and I suppose... It comes down to succession, Matt. We we did a lot of work around succession and the young farmers across the EU are also coming out around succession. They want to build them enterprise. They want to have a future. And yes, I know that when we turn around and say we want to have a future, a lot of people go, that's a bit of a wishy-washy term. But I think this movement is showing exactly what we mean as young people in the agricultural industry. Anecdotally, Elaine, I've heard uh, of several young farmers, young men and women, trying to start a dairy enterprise and being frustrated because of objections from people who are living hundreds of miles away. Can you confirm that that's actually happening on the ground? Unfortunately, it is, Matt, and it's something that we are actively working on in Mocker. There needs to be a tiny bit more red tape to make it more difficult for these people to object. Look, it's only 20 euros to submit that objection. Um, so for some people, putting in five objections a week is a 100 euros that they set aside. I'm sure they could spend it better elsewhere than trying to stop some young person having a future and creating an enterprise and being, I suppose, an important factor of rural life. Yeah, we we have the government putting a lot of the the the, the regulatory impositions. Uh, I won't say blaming it on 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 Brussels on the on the European Commission, but they're putting the the onus on there. Where does the responsibility lie ultimately with Irish government, Irish Department of Agriculture, Irish um, Minister for Agriculture? Yeah, look, it's really for their government. They have to fight for our cause over in over at European level. We're over there involved with CJ. We are fighting the cause over there for the young farmers as well. But we need our government to back us. They need to back the young farmers and show that we want to continue farming here in Ireland, along with all the rest of the young farmers across Europe that are taking a stance. Elaine Houlihan, President of Mocra, thanks for joining us this evening. No problem. Thanks, Matt. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com.